Welcome to Rocks Fall Everyone Dies Wine and Spirits Edition. My name is Tommy, and today I'm interviewing Jin, aka Bambi, for a special tea time with Banked. How are you? Wow, you're so official. I know, right? You're actually introducing us. <laughs> I have it written out in the whole nine yards. Oh my goodness! I'm here because I hate improv games like D and D. You know, so I have to. I have to. <laughs> It's, it's literally that's literally what D&D is. It's an improv game with math. That's, that's a exactly big how. Improv game. You know what sucks is that I I suck at improv. I love playing no, D&D. You but don't. No you don't. You went to high school with me. We had improv games and you know I suck at improv. I suck so bad at improv. Do you? I'm trying to remember now because, because I, I panic. Yeah, especially when it's something sure, like Sure, sure you panic, but it doesn't turn out horribly. Because I mean, there are some people that we went to uh, to high school with that it would just turn out shut down yeah they would just shut down they'd be like uh uh <laughs> i will always remember when i scared mom half to death though when we were doing that i, I think i think you were still there when we were playing that it was it, we only played it twice it was that zombies game where you had to like oh, walk like a zombie and then that. mom would sit there and shoot you so that you had to like and at one point, he was—he I think he screamed, headshot, and shot at me. And I went down like a, you remember? I went down like a bag of bricks. Like, oh. seriously. And I, the only, I have a fear of falling. From, like, standing, from, yeah. like, whether or not I'm, like, at a height or if I'm standing ground level, <laughs> I fear falling. But in that moment, I was so dedicated to the character of that zombie I slammed into the into the floor of the black box, and you heard this oh. as my shoulders hit the floor, Ouch. and I and I was like, I went dead, and the whole room stops. And mom goes, "Jin, you okay?" <laughs> I don't remember that. And I popped my head up, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm a zombie. I'm dead. You sh you shot me in the head. What am I supposed to do?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> and you know why we did that, right? Why? It's because we were doing Down of the Living Dead, uh, the musical. That's true, and he wanted to do the exercises for everybody who was supposed to be a zombie. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I do remember, because right beforehand, he was like, none of y'all know how to act like zombies, so we're going to do this exercise today. Yeah. I was like, okay. Now, I kind of want to do a... Uh, I kind of want to... So, Scott and I were talking about one-shots before. Mm -hmm. Now, I kind of want to do a one-shot where we're all, like, challenge-reading one-eighth zombies. <laughs> 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 and it would be do, do you know what a do you know what a meat grinder is? Well like in general, yeah, I know what a meat grinder is. I, I don't mean like like ground beef meat grinder. Like 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 the game mode meat grinders. Oh no I do not. <laughs> That's why I said in general I know what a meat grinder is. <laughs> ground beef, yeah, sure. No, so uh meat grinders are a type of game mode where you create a character. If it could be level zero, it would be level zero. Oh jeez. And basically you have like five characters on standby. Potentially, all five of your characters can die. <laughs> um, so you they, like go through one character and you switch to another character. Yeah, yeah, basically. I, I've never quite done it before, just because I hate the fundamentals of how that works. It's like to me the total opposite of what D and D is about. D and D is about feeling like a hero, feeling accomplished, feeling competent in the face of conflict, versus what that is sending your character into certain death and praying for luck that your character survives you mean real life is this this is not the first time you played D D, though right 
No. Well, I played one shots with you, but I did. Yeah. Uh, I had a very short lived campaign in my sophomore year. Oh, okay. We didn't really get very far. We started off level one and we made it to level four. Yeah. Go I love my group, but my group had no patience for my ADHD. And uh, I went all four levels, not quite knowing how to work D&D Beyond, and I was too scared to ask. Quite literally that meme, like, I don't know how to work D&D Beyond, but at this point I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> it just requires, you know, a little help. Yeah, exactly. Somebody to look over and go, no, 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 that button. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I understand this now. Like the Sombra at the beginning of our campaign. It got to the point where one of my... She would, like bring me back and put me back on track. When are we I talking about another player? Or are we talking about the DM? Uh, my, uh, a different player. Okay. She played our druid, which I hope I'm, I'm making her proud with mine. <laughs> oh, I thought you played a druid in your first campaign. No, I, I played a... a um, Bard? No, I played a sorcerer. Oh, that's right. But his lore was that magic was illegal, so she pretended to be a bard that didn't use magic, <laughs> but she could not play an instrument for her life. Oh. And we had a barbarian that joined after everything started, and our DM had obviously told him my secret because he didn't expect him to join. So for the last, like, six sessions that we had, he was dead set on exposing me for not being a bard. That's so not cool. That is not cool for so many reasons. I mean, I get why But it was funny. like, it wasn't, like, malicious. It was like he was trying to put me in bard situations, and I'm like, Damn it, damn it, damn it. Like, at one point, he was like, play us something. He was a, 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 a dragonborn with a thick southern accent. <laughs> yeah, you know how dragonborns have thick southern accents. Bambi's got more, like, Georgia kind of roots. Sure, He sure, was sure. very Texas, mixed with a little bit of Tennessee. So then it was really, like, rough, deep in the chest. Yeah. Big guy. I love, I love him so much. I, I really miss hanging out with all of them. And he'd be like... Bard, play something to inspire us, and then she'd bring out, she should bring out, I think she had a banjo or something, yeah. and it was like, ding, ding, ding. Everyone in the party would go, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I'm ripping, ripping to go. It's like when you, when you have a child, like I was that child who sure. didn't know how to play piano, but every time I saw a piano, I was like, I can play piano. You know, now I'm laughing at the idea of an actual sorcerer using musical instruments as their spellcasting focus. Like, I, w- I would totally recreate. When you hear banjos <laughs> on the river. Jesus. I actually, I would really love to recreate that character and go through a different campaign with a character that is like built off of my old character. Sure. But anyway. So Lisa would bring me back on the topic yeah. when, you know, I'm floating off in space because yeah. I'm a squishy. And by the time that combat gets to me with my bad rolls, so I've just quit paying attention. At one point, uh, our DM goes, okay, so you guys have finally reached the XP to go to level four. And he's asking us about our updated hit points. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, hit points update? Oh no, Jen. Because it was my first time ever playing. Sure, and sure. Lisa from across the room gets this like, oh dear God, kind of like deadpan and walks around. We're at our friend, we're at a friend's house. We're all drinking beer. Still at eight hit points. <laughs> and I had a pretty good, like I started off with like, I think I had 16 hit points. And like no, my, my level one character. Yeah, I had like a weirdly high AC. 
You you, pro- you probably had something like twelve because you were a bard, right? No, I was a sorcerer. It was really weird the way that we built my character. Like my DM was like, "This has to be wrong," and then rechecked everything. It was like, "No, it's right." Holy crap! But it was like a weirdly high AC, which made me have like a pretty good hit points for being. You a had a high AC and you had high hit points as a sorcerer playing a bard. Precisely, really it was really weird. And he was like, "This has to be wrong," and he was like checking the math like physically and going, "No, this is right." Oh, so question: What was it? Five E or was it three point five? It was five E. Okay. And so she she gets this deadpan look on her face, and I adore her. She's one of the she's so pretty. Like you could just sit there and stare at her and just be happy for the rest of your life. Like she's that pretty, Lisa. If you're listening, I love you. It's a hundred percent the way that I look at you. Absolutely. Aw, baby. Aw, it's so cute. So she gets this like scary look on her face, and I'm like, oh no, I'm in trouble. And she walks around the coffee table and goes, "You haven't been updating your character." And she takes my laptop off of my lap and, like, type, 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 and hands it back, and my hit points, like, quadruple. And I was like, I wouldn't have almost died during this encounter if I had known this. Jeez. And I think that was, like, our last session. Uh, It was final season, and then uh, one of our friends graduated, and we tried to do one more session without her, and it just did not work. And we were always like, well, we'll we'll meet up eventually, and then it just died. Yeah. Damn. I just logged on to D&D Beyond. Campaign started 10-28-18. Ooh. Moment of silence for something that hasn't been touched since the beginning of 2019. You know, that's an interesting point. That means that you played D&D before I started playing D&D. Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. Because I started playing in April of 2019. Like, I still have the server on my... Ooh, on your Discord? And there's been no messages sent for, like, two years. Oh, man. And then, after that, then you did a one-shot with me. Yeah, I did Cthulhu with you. Yeah, I'm still really new yeah. to the whole thing, so it, there are there are a lot of moments during this where I'm just... Well, I'm excited for you to play in my upcoming uh, campaign. Oh, uh, Strahd? Mm, with Strahd, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also false friend. Yes. Uh, which is which is a personal project that uh, I have that you, the audience, will hear about later because we have no idea when the hell it's gonna start back up again. It's true. So about Bambi, question. Mm-hmm. So of course we all love Bambi for a variety of reasons. How did Bambi come to be? I know Bambi was born out of the inspiration for a character you had with. My Cthulhu game. A little bit of that and a little bit of a character that I made while I was sitting bored at work. That's, yeah. Yeah, we all do. Because I, at one point, I was doing the same thing that you do, just like, I'm going to create a character. I literally just finished creating a character in between my two essays that I was writing today. No, yeah, I was sitting at work and I was trying to do research and I stumbled across changelings and found out that one of the name examples given for changelings is Jin, spelled exactly the way that I spell it. My question was going to be, what was your thought process in making your character? Not stat-wise, but theme-wise. Also, on what grounds did you make your character? Like, stats first or theme first? I assume for you it's theme first. It's usually theme first. Uh, Scott and I were on Discord at the end of the semester. Maybe at the... No, at the beginning of the semester. Is this before or after you guys decided to make the podcast? Uh, Right after. We didn't make the character until we had everybody invited. Sure. But I was the first character that we created. Yeah. 
because he called me and was like, we're doing this now. I would just gotten out of the shower and I've still got a towel in my hair. I was like, now? <laughs> we started creating this character and I'm reading through species because again, I'm really new. So I don't know anything off the top of my head. And I read the description for Kalashtar. And I was like, this is really interesting. And he was like, no, what do you mean? No, I don't want to do it. You, the sadist DM, don't want to have the potential to, and then I listed off like three different scenarios, yeah. and he goes silent. I hope you know, after Bambi was made, and after my character was made, and Scott and I were talking, and I go, oh, well, what race is everyone? He goes, oh, well, we have a tiefling, we have uh, a turtle, and we have a Kalashtar. I was like, oh, that's so dope. Oh, man, I love everyone so much. And I started listing off all the things I love about Quarry and the Dreaming Dark. And Except Bambi's not <laughs> strictly Kalishtar. She's not vanilla Kalishtar. She's... Yeah, she's she's more of a variant human. Yeah. That's why I call her human-ish. I mean, she's human-ish in the same way that Banked is human-ish. Precisely. Yeah. But she's... Um, I, I listed off these scenarios, and he, like, pauses and then goes, Okay pitch me an idea which is you know that's 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 very much how scott works yeah which is like if you come up with something you justify it to him and then he sure, considers sure. It. he's very much like my father in that way it's like daddy can i xyz and he's like okay do your research i hope you know that i used to create powerpoints for my parents because they never believed in spending money recreationally i i feel that you know when i was a kid money was really tight I would ask for things, and my parents, not so much my mother, but my father usually, would um, do that thing where it's like, well, this is the next best thing, and it's cheaper. It's what you want. It's just an easier-to-access version, and it's not like I'm not thankful. It was just always funny showing up when everybody else had the iPod Touch, and I had the iPod Slam, because it, <laughs> the, the screen did not quite work correctly. Man, I bet he loves the app Wish. He has no idea what Wish is. Are you kidding me? Don't tell him. <laughs> don't don't, don't tell, tell him. him. <laughs> it's just funny that now we're in a little bit of a better place. And for example, this holiday season, he was like, okay, what do you want for Christmas? And my brother and I looked at each other and looked at him and said, I don't know. And then when he was like, I don't, what, do you, what do you mean? You've had all year. Yeah. And the two kids who hate to ask for anything that isn't food are looking at each other like, what do we ask for? Yeah. My dad's, like, listing off stuff that he could get us, and we're like, you could do that? <laughs> Since when? <laughs> <laughs> we, like, looking at, <laughs> like, kids in candy store. Really? <laughs> one year, my family got me, like, this whole collection of books. They were, like, the Indiana Jones paperbacks. So they were, like, eight books or something, but they were all, like, $4 books. And at the time, it was like, wow, I have so many presents! And then looking back on it, it was like... Y'all spent $30 on me for Christmas. <laughs> I, I appreciate the heart, but it's really funny looking back at things that you thought were completely normal and going, wait a minute. Yeah, it's easy to have foresight after something happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty all the time, 100%. I, I love that spell, foresight. It's actually a spell. It exists. It's a, it's a ninth level spell. You know all the stuff off the top of your head. I respect you so much. Do you have primal savagery or whatever the, the, the cantrip is called? What, what cantrips do you have as Bambi? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I know I don't I have primal have savagery. Shalila. I think I you have Shalila. I do have Shalila. Yeah. I've used it once. Hey there, Shalila. What's like in New York City? 
I always forget that she has her staff. Like, she's got this quarter staff that she has carved into when she was still Circle, circle of the Moon. Yeah. And she carved, like, sigils into it that corresponded with the animal forms that she learned over time and it's like there's this whole lore that i put into her staff and then suddenly she's circle of spores and all of this lore is just out the window and i forget that she has her staff and it'll be in the middle of something and i'm like oh wait i have a giant stick i can beat people (laughs) with yep 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 yep. and it uses your best modifier so you do a lot of damage too you know, it's it's one of those things where I kind of, don't get me wrong, I love playing a warlock, but I, I kind of want to play a wizard just because, no offense, we have two main casters. Uh, druids are definitely main caster, and uh, Bard is also a main caster. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that you guys are bad with your spells, uh, because you certainly have healed and buffed so many people and have let us live. Um, it's just, I feel like... I there's wanna... so much more potential. <laughs> there's so much more potential. I kind of almost want to sit you down and talk about your druid spells. And it's it'll be a lot easier to I do. I actually so remember the we all got into an argument. It wasn't really an argument on my part. I asked a question and over my head, Scott and Tommy started going back and forth about Did we? Yeah, about the uh whether druids can change their spells. Oh, yeah, they can. I was completely wrong on that. Yeah, and Tommy was like, no, they can't. And Scott was like, yes, they can. I can actually see them both in my head to this day, both walking away from the cameras and coming back to the player's manuals and flipping the pages and going, but this says, no, but this says, no, but this says. And Lena, Sombra, and I are just sitting there going. I hope you know that it was a much shorter conversation. Because no, it, uh, it what? But it, no, you don't understand. It went on for days because you both talked no. to me before you talked to each other. So you you used me as a middleman for days, <laughs> and it was one of those things that was like I just wanted to ask a simple question, and you know what came out of that? I have not changed my spells all season. <laughs> you must be joking. No, I added spells. Over time, because, you know, we, we level up. I want you to open Bambi's character sheet right now. Right now. I want to know we what- We can't do this right now! No, no, we're gonna do it right now. If we have time, we're gonna do it. You know, it, it, now that I'm thinking about it, it kind of makes sense that um, Bambi wouldn't change her spells, because Bambi doesn't know much about- general arcana right is that right no she does she's a sage. she does she does that's yeah, so right she's, she's a sage. sage i keep on forgetting that she yeah. has um yeah she she acts a little bit more childlike than she usually would because everything is so new to her and she's relearning things but sure. she you know if you actually were to sit her down and ask her questions she'd prattle you know it's, it's one of those things where it's it's funny because i made him i keep on forgetting that banked is a lieutenant yeah of the private equality military no, 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 but you're, you're, a, you're a goot. I'm a goot. I'm a goot. goot. I'm a goot. <laughs> I, still, I still remember when we first had that conversation. It was like, wait, he's been a goo. He's goot-tenant. He's goot-tenant banked. Goot-tenant banked. Goot-tenant more so. We're all under our characters' names on the, uh, on the Discord server that we play on. For Scott's sanity. 
so that he knows exactly who's who, and we turned it all into puns. I mean, it's not like there's that many people on here. It's no, yeah, but he was like, I want everybody to be under their character names for my own sanity. At least that's what I remember. I could be completely wrong. I mean, I, I've played games before where uh, we don't have the character names as our nicknames in Discord, in a Discord server, and I, the DM, just forget the character names <laughs> because I know you as Jin rather than Bambi. Yeah. In this alternate universe, that is. <laughs> so, about you and Bambi, uh-huh. uh, I was wondering, so you play Bambi a little childish. Which didn't happen on purpose, actually. It was because of a reaction to other characters, right? Precisely. She, yeah. Originally, she was going to be a very matriarchal character. Total difference. Which is totally it's opposite. Like, yeah, it's like the difference between a queen and a page. <laughs> Precisely. But that came... A lot of it came from her reactions to having Greg, actually. That's interesting. Because she hasn't had parental figures in her life for a very long time. If you exclude her druid mentor. Which the audience knows so much about, and I, the other player, know so much about. Nobody knows any. I, I bear, well, I do, yeah. but... You, do, you created it. I mean, I mean, even the DM doesn't know about it. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. We know his name, though. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's that's the most important part, because Scott's really bad with creating names about the spot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> his name is just Gene! No! Gene, no! Not another one! It's for generic. But, uh, uh, she was supposed to be a very matriarchal character. By the way, it's maternal, not matriarchal. Yeah. Wow, I am that brain dead today! I didn't even catch I'm so sorry. I was, I was gonna let it pass the first time, but then you said it three times, and I'm like, I just wanna, I just wanna put it out there. She goes into this thinking that she's going to have to be the responsible one, and on a level, she is. She's the only person who has the brain not to be a jerk. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but at the same time, she finally has somebody that's like Greg, who, when she feels like she's going to fall, he reaches out a hand. You know. Yeah. Especially after everything that happens during the whole, and you weren't there, so you'll hear it when you when it gets posted. No, yeah. When we went on the hunt, we all split up. God, I hate splitting up the party. It's I one know. of the worst things you could do. But he was there for her after, after her heart broke. Yeah. She came to terms with something, and he was there, and he was like, are you okay? Do you need anything? And in return, when later on in the season something happens to Greg, she's there for him. Yeah. And it has started a very a very familial relationship that they that neither of them expected. Sure. She's also very easily excitable, which even as an adult is just something that she's always had. Yeah. So when later on in the season we see she decides that she's going to do something and gets very excited about it and it looks very childlike and then when she realizes that she can't do it she gets disappointed. I hope you know that before you were saying that uh, Bambi is one of the more, what did you say, responsible? You didn't say responsible. You said um, kept together people? I think I said responsible, but yeah. She, she is kind of, uh. I will argue and say that Banked is the other half of that coin. Yeah, oh no, they balance each other out very well. Yeah, because Banked can easily be an jerk to others. And he chooses, he either chooses to and chooses not to. Whereas yeah. Bambi can't be mean for her life. 
Yeah. If you were to point a gun at Bambi's head and tell her to insult somebody, she'd say, wow, that shirt looks better on you yesterday than it did today. (laughs) She just, she just can't. She physically cannot. Yes, yes, yes. But what the hell does that mean? I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I hope, I hope you know that Bait could could say the same thing and cause like psychic damage. Exactly. (laughs) You know, Bambi says it and it's more like an anime girl trying to insult somebody in Uru. (laughs) Wow! You're so ugly! Oh, no, no, not not Scott's Kenku character. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember the name of the character, and oh, no, no, it was, what was it? It was, right? Is that right? Yeah, it's Knock Knock. But, uh, yeah, I I think our party really balances each other out very well. The, The reason I ask this is, how close do you think Bambi is to you, Jen? I'm 90% more tired than Bambi is. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, Bambi's got a lot of energy that I wish I had. Bambi should be more tired than you, Jen. Especially being the variant human that she is. She should be way more tired than you. Oh, yeah. But um, she's got a lot more energy than I do. Um, Morally, we're pretty similar. Except she's got more of a line than I do. I've yeah. seen too much in my life to have to be like, I'll never like, you know, you're always like, I'll never do that. And then you'll come to a situation. You're like, I guess I'm doing crack. Okay. Now <laughs> I guess I'm stabbing somebody today. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I think that a um, bank is starting to realize that he doesn't need to have as much self control because of the situation that he's in. Yeah. He's like, ah, nothing matters, who cares? He's starting to come to terms with the nihilism that's been forced upon us. Whereas Bambi just might never I don't think she ever will. I think that she will always govern herself as if she was alive and human and, and everything was hunky dory. Yeah. Even though there are a lot of things that don't apply to us anymore because of our situation. But even though she's come to terms with her death, I think that yeah. she will always govern herself as if she was still a upstanding citizen and that she's never killed somebody before. But she has, hasn't she? No, I actually don't think she has. Oh, that's interesting. Because she keeps on healing and helping people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey. This is your friendly neighborhood surly turtle, Greg. And your social media manager, DeSombro. Just cutting in for a quick shameless self-promotion to tell you to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To take part in polls or ask questions that you'd like us to answer in future Wine and Spirits episodes, or just to enjoy some spicy memes. To find all our handles in one convenient place, you can visit us on our website at rfedpod.com. If you like our show, sharing the show with your friends or leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice will really help us grow and reach more people. And if you have a project or a business you'd like to promote on the show, reach out to us at rfedpod at gmail.com. Jin, Bampy, person, also Annabelle, who is next to you. Uh, Annabelle can answer as she pleases. This is a really macabre question, question mark. Bambi doesn't actually exist, but it's still macabre. Um, If Bambi 
suddenly reached its literary end, or died, mm-hmm. but more than, like, Star Trek die, like, actually die, what would be your... Star Trek die? Yeah, no, Ray is... Supernatural Star... die? Oh, that's probably a better... Wrong fandom! That's fine. I don't, I don't care about either, honestly. I, so, I know. <laughs> so it doesn't really matter to me. Tommy's views are his own, and they are not shared by this podcast. Live long and prosper, and carry on my wayward son. Um, if Bambi reached her literary end, what would your backup character idea be? Um, I'd probably, just knowing our party, I'd probably gravitate more towards Healer again. Yeah. Just because I, I know y'all, y'all need your squishy. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing. If you do heal, there are so many different ways that you can be a healer. This is true. I haven't really thought about it. I, I have, I will admit that I have grown very attached to Bambi. Yeah. I actually cried several times over the course of the season because of Scott. That's not a surprise. You cry anytime. <laughs> uh, I've always heard that it's the show of a really good actor when you have connected with the character so much that what happens to them affects you. But I more so think of it as I've come up as a writer. I'm I'm an actor and a writer. And I I more so think of it as rather than crediting myself with connecting to her, I credit her on her own as an entity of creation that she has just become so fleshed out and human to me even if it wasn't me playing her my empathy with her situation extends through her not exactly like i'm talking about like if i was listening to bambi's story oh i see sure if if i was not a part of the campaign and i was just listening i would still feel for her because i kind of feel like she's a really fleshed out character i wish we had been able to do more for her during the sessions yeah, But as her player, I know so much about her that hasn't been revealed yet, that has been fleshed out. I have the lore book in my head, and I know that Scott has a lot of the lore that he's created. There's some lore that he doesn't know because we haven't gotten there yet. There's some lore that I don't know because I just... Excuse me, miss. Can you maybe get down? No! Stop! She likes to tear at the cords at the back of my computer. I apologize. That is terrifying. It is. Imagine your computer going dark. Don't don't say that. She's almost broken my headphones. Knock on wood. Sorry, continue. Where's her head? (laughs) That's what my mother used to do. She used to say knock on wood and then find my brother or I and knock on our foreheads. We'd be like, ow, what the hell? But I... I really do empathize with her situation and you were asking where the line is drawn. She and I are very similar mentally. We don't act the same. Like yeah. you've known me for years and you know that I I haven't been so excited for life in years. <laughs> but um she is very she's hopeful in a way that I wish I was. She It's it's uh it's the SpongeBob effect. Yeah. She's thoroughly optimistic. Precisely. And she is a realist. She ad- she will admit when her optimism is out of place. Yeah. She will admit when we're gonna do this is probably not what's going to happen, but she also knows that it's what everybody needs to hear. Yeah. Bambi is a part of me that I wish I could give life to as a human being. She has 
so much energy to create and to learn that and to empathize and to love precisely that as somebody who is diagnosed with above average empathy who doesn't have the emotional energy at this point in my life right now to handle that it's hard yeah as somebody who is sitting here with three weeks till i graduate from my bachelor's degree by the way congratulations thank you it feels like i have lost my drive to learn and my drive to create i'm so sorry if you can hear the bell behind me i can't it's okay <laughs> scott's gonna get so mad at me that i didn't take her toys away from her how dare you i was telling a different friend of ours uh, a mutual friend of ours that when I graduate, my Christmas present to myself, my graduation present to myself is going to be, <laughs> I wish, I don't have time for that. No, I write fiction on my laptop. I have my, my rig that I have built, but I like to go out when I write. Sure. Um, I'll go sit at a coffee shop or in a park or whatever, but my laptop, the keys on my laptop don't work very much anymore. Mm -hmm. And I told him that my graduation gift slash Christmas gift to myself is going to be an external keyboard so that I can finally, for the first time in about two years, go out and sit and try to write. That's nice. Yeah. And she has the passion. She's not really a creator um, as I am, but she, she has the passion to learn and take notes and read. And, and I, my goal this year was to read as many books as I possibly can. I made seven in two months and have not read since. She is an ideal that I know I will never reach. Sure. But she gives me hope that it can exist. Yeah. She gives me hope that there may be one day where I can finally have that energy to be there for people the way that I want to and to create uninhibited the way that I want to. She does have some of my issues like body confidence and I have a one-up that uh, I wear glasses and she doesn't. <laughs> We're both just as blind, but she doesn't wear her glasses. She doesn't know she needs glasses. She, 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 yeah, glasses have not quite yet been popularized. and Which is, which is really funny because this is a handicap that I came up with that I was like, I want her not to be able to see after this point. And Scott was like, why? <laughs> because I asked for it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, <laughs> because I hold her to that. I, I'm a believer of creating characters with flaws. And in this case, it is a very physical flaw that she's like, what's going on over there? I can see. <laughs> Craig, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Craig? <laughs> Wait, you said I, Craig? I, no, I, no, I said Greg. I heard you say Craig. Uh, well, that's not my fault. That's your problem. <laughs> I hope you know that if Banked dies, my next character will be a blue dragonborn artificer that will create you. Uh, <laughs> that will create you spectacles. Aw, thank you. That's going to be the most emotional moment I can see. And then I will kill off that character so that way I can play a wizard or, or like another bard. I love it. He conveniently falls off a cliff right after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he served his purpose. It's fine. But yeah, it didn't start off that way. But over time, I, and I think we've all created little bits and pieces of ourselves and our, and our characters in Absolutely. ways that we didn't mean to in the beginning. Yeah. Kind of like how Banked doesn't trust anyone. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Nearly anyone. 
Or when Sanjana first reaches her night hag form and she gets really self-conscious about it. Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. No, I think that episode's already been... Oh, I don't know. I have no idea the scheduling. If not, then Scott can just bleep out what I said until yeah. self-conscious. Yeah, and it just ends at the ending. <laughs> but she gets really self-conscious about it. And I don't think that was something that Lena planned for when she created her character. Yeah. Just like I don't think, even though DeSombra created a character that was exceedingly flawed, I don't think that she anticipated having any sort of a familial relationship that would connect that character more so to that story and in a different way than they planned. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting to watch in the confusion and mess that we are as a group yeah. to watch us all evolve together and... Well, you know, you it's know, interesting that you say that because most of all of this stuff I haven't heard of as a player. And it's because we split up all the time that Banked is alone. Yeah, we really need to stop splitting up. So it's me going, well, I, I haven't heard of no, this. As, see, as as a player, I really want to reach out, but I will admit Bambi is actually very intimidated by Banks. By the way, I hope you know, uh, this is looking up far in the future. At level 7, Banked will get Polymorph. Ooh. Which will allow him to become a giant ape for an hour. What is this King Kong? <laughs> And at, and at level and at level nine, I believe, if I'm doing my math right, at level nine, he can become a Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> which is interesting because and, and it makes a lot of sense because he uses he uses his goo to alter self, yeah, right, to, to change form and whatnot. But it'll be interesting to see him change his form into something that has a larger volume, yeah. This might not make any sense to any of our listeners. It might not even make sense to you. Did you ever watch Zabumafu as a kid? <laughs> okay, do you remember the shorts? Oh, memories come flowing back. Yeah, right? Do you remember the shorts with the dinosaurs and the dinosaur made that noise like... It was like a really weird yes, noise. Yes, I do. That's exactly the noise I heard in my head when you said banked as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And I was like, immediately that noise. And I see the clay figures in my head. And I was like, this is going to be amazing. I hope you know that the first time that we play is level nine. Hopefully we get that far. The episode will be called Banked as a T-Rex. <laughs> like that is, That's the name of the episode. And Bambi is screeching. <laughs> Bambi is Bambi is screeching in the corner. <laughs> Little crab hands yeah, running it's, up it's, with <laughs> running up to bank doing gimme hands with a chisel. Just like ah, just it's like absolute chaos. Absolute chaos. Oh god. Regression to three-year-old. <laughs> and this little tiny human is going to go up to this gigantic Tyrannosaurus Rex. And throw her Mario hat at the T-Rex, hoping to be <laughs> hoping to. But she's just gonna look up and go, ah. Oh. I'm a toddler. It's like I, I would do that, but I have my hands are very tiny. I'm just getting flashbacks of uh, Meet the Robinsons. <gasps> yeah, I have a big head and little arms, and I don't know if this plan was thought through faster. I'm sorry that I, in my opinion, that has to be the best part of that film. Oh man, I, I loved that movie. Watching the movie younger, I 100. percent had a crush on uh, the mom on uh, the son. Oh, really? I'm gay. Remember? I forgot about that. 
for, for a solid second. Because men and women, I have heard everybody go, oh my God, I had such a crush on the mom as a kid. And so immediately I was like, oh yeah, the mom. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, Jin, Jin, you've known this for a long time. Oh yeah. I wish I was her. I mean, if that Oh, same. I, I, I couldn't decide whether or not I wanted to love her or be her. Yeah. It's not because of her physicality. Which no, it's is just the person she is, the character. Yeah. You know? After this thought process, we should end the interview because I need to go eat. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Uh, even though I'm not hungry. I was going to have some Harboro Happy Cola gummies sponsored by Har- uh, Harboro. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. I wish we were sponsored by Harboro. Man, oh man. I wish we had a sponsor. I wish that we would have a sponsor. Absolutely. Sponsored by Fallout. Sponsored by it. Jesus. I, I don't know if we would I, I don't know if morally I would let myself uh I think I think uh Scott and DeSombra would go, hey, Fallout's offering us a sponsorship, and both of us would immediately go pass. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say pass. I'd just be like, ew, why? No, I don't like it. I no. Don't. <laughs> the Chris Evans thing. I don't I don't like, like it. it. I don't like it. <laughs> I saw that video once. Yeah, actually, that's what I have to go and do. I have to go and watch um, Knives Out because yesterday was the anniversary. You've never seen it? No, I've seen it. Oh, I okay. love that film. No, yeah. my um, really good. My QPP and I... Uh, talking about QQP and QPP. Yeah, you know me. I'm talking QPP. <laughs> I hate you. No, he was like, hey, uh, yesterday was the anniversary of the film and we never watched it. So uh, can we watch it tonight? I'm like, yes, baby. We can watch it tonight. <laughs> I'll go get some cereal and we can watch. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you know that Dylan and I bought Control, the the video game Control. You know the, the game that came out a while ago about the brutalist architecture and whatnot. It's fine. Look it up. Okay. It's dope as hell, man. Oh man. I started playing Dead by Daylight, and it took a week for me to spend money on buying a new chapter for a killer. Well, I mean, it was twenty dollars. The whole game was twenty dollars. I mean, it came oh no, out- yeah, Dead by Daylight was on sale. I think it's a twenty dollar game, and it was on sale for like seven. Mm, I see. During the the Halloween sale. Sure. The game came out in 2016. I have seen it for years. As much as I'm curious about classic horror, I've never really been interested in playing. I bought it on a whim because I thought a different. I'm sorry. Play- I, I'm sorry. Every, every, everybody pause. What, what what are we talking about again? Dead by Daylight. We're talking about De- Dead by Daylight. Is classic horror? Well, I guess it is. Sure. Well, yeah, sorry, because of the, some of the characters you've got Leatherface and Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and. I guess I just didn't think of it that way. Neither did I. Just because the only thing that I knew about it was the original monsters that came out with the game, and then I never paid another thought. Yeah, same with me. But when I say classic horror, I mean like slashers, because we don't really get any slashers anymore, like sure. honest about slashers. Yeah. But I bought it thinking that a different friend of mine had it. Found out I was thinking of, uh, uh, of uh, what is it, Seven Days to Die? Oh, Okay. I don't remember the game, the name of the game. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. I'm sorry. It's it's a it's a zombie game. I mean, I I got that, but yeah, I I, I miss I mistook the two games for each other, and bought it, and I was like, hey, I I could play with you, and that person was like, I I don't have that game, and then two other my other friends were like, but we have it, and so we started playing together, and I fell in love with it so fast. It was so weird. Did you ever play Dying Light? No, I've thought about it though. Just like I really have thought about buying Last of Us. You know, it's funny that we're playing a D&D game that is based on undead horror and 
gore and grossness, grossness and whatnot. At least in the beginning, that was the original concept. I hate scary stuff. I hate gross stuff. I hate no, absolutely, absolutely reject it. Reject modernity, except monkey. Except monkey. <laughs> Return to monkey. Return to monkey. I swear to God, once level seven comes around, I will just one hundred percent become monkey all the time. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I, I feel that. I grew up so sheltered that a lot of the movies that I am curious to watch now, I was always told, like, don't watch that, you know, because of my empathy. I did not know how to control my empathy at all as a kid. Yeah. And it got to the point where I would have panic attacks watching films. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too, 100% me too. Wow. Yeah, and and it would freak my parents out because I would have a panic attack out of secondhand embarrassment. I, the same thing here. I cannot watch sitcoms. Yeah, it's really because, hard for me to watch sitcoms, at least because, when I'm not with other people. I can't watch a sitcom alone. I can watch it when I'm with other people, and like I can pass that energy off to other people. I can't watch it with other people, because if I'm alone, I can just turn off. That's true. I can just see something and not accept it and not comprehend it, versus if I'm next to another person, I'm forced to do that. True. In order to keep up the energy of the room. Yeah. Like, for example, I was always told that Silence of the Lambs was an incredibly gory, horrible film. I watched it in high school. It's become my favorite film. Yeah. I've read the books, and I watched the series. I totally recommend, by the way. It's on Netflix. Please go watch it. We need the numbers. <laughs> Hannibal Season 4. But I watched it, and it really sparked my curiosity in all these other films that I have always you know, I've never, I've actually never watched the, the movie Titanic. Yeah. Or uh, Phantom of the Opera. There are all sorts of films that, because I was so young when I wanted to watch them, my parents were like, no, maybe later. And just, you know, over time, you Also, just don't watch Phantom of the Opera. It's <laughs> real bad. Man, oh, oh man. If you want to see it, watch the uh, 25th anniversary Prince Albert Hall. Okay. It's so much better. 100%. Sorry, continue. No, it's okay. It was important but, for me to say that. I. I will take your advice to heart, trust me. <laughs> but I have now become very curious with, especially as a communications major, and I'm mm -hmm. learning a lot of sociology independently. I'm very, I'm very interested in the way that filmography works and uh, just creating stories and the different mediums that you use to create stories. Like, sure. how would you change something to portray it from a podcast versus a film versus a book versus a comic? You know, I'm very interested in that kind mm -hmm. of thing because there's a lot of sociology that goes into that, like what you have to highlight. Do you like the Watchmen series? I think I've ever actually oh, man. I've heard details. You would go insane. It's so deep. It's so good. It's so good. But uh, I'm last year for Halloween. I finally watched the film Halloween. Oh, figure. Yeah, and uh, Michael Myers now has a very special place in my heart because that movie made me laugh so hard. <laughs> That's not a sentence anybody is ever expecting, but that—that that is the truth. I mean, if you, how do you pin a grown man to a door two feet off of the ground with a kitchen knife? It's just it, the movie. It's just I don't know. It made me laugh, but I consider it a good movie. Yeah. And it made me curious for other films, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is supposed to the original seven, I think it's 72, Texas Chainsaw is supposed to be considered the goriest film on in Hollywood. But there's only one instance of actually showing blood on screen. And I'm very curious as to how 
they got that reputation without showing gore. I hate gore for gore's sake. I'm, yeah. I, I'm probably not going to watch a lot of movies past a certain point. You know, yeah. there's, there's a certain point where horror became jump scares and blood for blood's sake, you know, blood for the blood God. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love catching I the blood I, I appreciate the Warhammer reference. Um, but uh, yeah, it's something that I was kept away from for so long that it's very curious to me now. And now that sure. I'm, I'm playing this game, and I get this like adrenaline boost <laughs> because you know me, I can't be mean to people very yeah. similar to Bambi. I mm-hmm. say things in my head that I can never bring myself to say out loud. I was talking crap to a ghost in Phasmophobia. I almost thought you said goat. I was going to freak <laughs> out. Oh my God. Well, this has been fun. I love talking to you. I haven't talked to you in like a really long time. That's not true. Uh, I haven't talked to you. We get little snippets of conversation in, but we've both become so busy and yeah. Especially now, going into the holiday season. Oh my our... god! How, how was your Thanksgiving, by the way? Pretty good. We spent all day making food, and then I had two bites and said, "I'm good." I hope you know that I made Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh. The, the proudest I've ever been. My parents were like, "Oh my god, it's so good!" But to me, it was so bad because I know that I could do better. Yeah, I understand. The only person's opinion that I care about is literally my own. That's it. Yeah. If somebody tells me, oh my god, I, I hate it. I hate what you did. I'm like, that's nice. I really don't care. Everybody else is like, wow, you did so well. And you're like, I could have done so much better. Yeah. Like, I hated what I did. Yeah, no, I, I do that a lot with my writing. Yeah. That people were like, wow, you wrote this fantastically. And I was like, it, it didn't get me a Pulitzer. So <laughs> yeah, I could I could do better. <laughs> It's literally my ex, I hope you know. It's 100%. It's 100%. I, I know. 100%. I, 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 made, I made the joke specifically because I know. Yeah, that yeah. that's 100%. I'm thinking about it right now. God. Babe, babe, you got great but, choice. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I could have gotten a Tony. I could have gotten a Tony. <laughs> Somewhere. You're 16. In a world outside of Yonkers. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I think- yeah, thank you for cutting time out of your busy schedule to ask me questions sure. that I didn't. No, 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 no. Let, let's let's rephrase that. Uh, thank you for agreeing to let me ask you questions from your busy schedule. Because you are often way busier than I am. It comes from being from working and, and- making prior engagements working and going to school and trying to keep up a social life and trying to edit a podcast and dealing with tragedy and dealing with a pandemic and <laughs> yeah yeah it's a lot of things being thrown at you but on the bright side snakey snake what is that it's a snake <gasps> okay so razor you know the company the, the <laughs> yeah, gaming company yeah they have yeah. Like their mascot Okay, yes, no, wait. So, well, if you look at their logo, there's three snakes that are connected. But so they created a little mascot, like a little joke. It was like, this is Snacky Snack. And people wanted Snacky Snack as a plushie. Sure. They actually called it Snacky Snack, if you look it up. That's a broad meme, though. That meme has existed for a while, and suddenly Razor owns the meme? No. <laughs> but so many people asked for Snacky Snack as a plushie. Sure that what they did was that they partnered with a company that for every plushie that is sold, 10 trees are planted. It's nice. 
Yeah, right. and it's it's a great idea, and it's too bad that the plushies are worth a hundred dollars each. No, actually, they're really. They, I actually was given this. Uh, this was a present. Oh, it's nice. From that same mutual friend we were talking about sure, earlier. Sure, yeah. It's a late birthday present. Oh, that is a late birthday present. It also his tail unzips, and you can wrap him around things. Oh, it's that's cute. You should just wrap him around Annabelle and watch Annabelle go insane. Oh God! No, I actually wrapped him around my mic arm earlier, and then she was trying to get him down. I was like, "Can you?" That, that's that's why I was like, "That's my toy, not your toy. That's my toy." I was wondering what you were meaning uh, by that. Yeah, I don't know it's, how that it's works. a sneaky snake. Well, Jin, I love talking to you, but we really should end it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I will talk to you later. Yeah, probably sometime. Probably sometime, sometime soon. Maybe tomorrow, or maybe not. Maybe a day after, or the day after that, or the day after that. Yeah. A month from now, uh, or a year from now. Who knows? Depending, <laughs> depending on when our schedules are mutually open again. Mutually open, absolutely. I I know for a fact that I will talk to you Saturday. Yes, I'm excited for that. I don't know what time though. Uh, we'll talk about that later. So for everyone else who doesn't know, I love Chris Estrad, and so I do one-shots called Strahd Must Die Tonight, uh, that the characters walk into the castle, Castle Ravenloft, and they have four hours to kill Strahd. Uh, go. Run. And, uh... Go kill him. He pauses the timer during combat, and we cut out four hours of a day, and then... We made it to that four-hour point, and one of our mutual players was like, I actually, I have to go to work. I have 30 minutes to get to my job. We were like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, what time is it? What's on the, what's on the clock? And it was like two hours and 47 minutes. We were like, what? Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's and been four hours. because you have the attention span of a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of us do. Yeah, and then I just love supporting you so much that I'm just like, yeah, yeah, sure, wow. <laughs> you can go off and do that, sure. Sure thing, Gaston. <laughs> well, so do you want to tell the audience what happened at the end of Stromus Died Tonight? It ended with uh, my character, we're looking for a sword in a crypt. Not just and my a character... sword, we're talking about the sun sword, which is like the most powerful <laughs> long sword to exist. <laughs> but she, she, she looks up and sees... I tend to write female characters. You do, I think it's you do. I, but I think it's because of my voice that I, I know I have a naturally higher-pitched yeah. voice. And I know I can sell a female character better. I mean, I have a low voice, and I think I could sell a female character pretty well. Um, you can. Yeah. It's just, it's a bit harder the opposite way. That's true. That is true. It's just, I love flirting with players as the DM. <laughs> it's so much fun, because they always get so confused and flustered. Yeah, especially like... Especially as <laughs> Strahd flirting with players is one of life's simplest pleasures. Uh, you caught me so off guard. I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and, and she's trying to keep. She's trying to keep cool, and then suddenly she triggers the whole thing. And it was like, "Damn it, Tommy!" <laughs> but uh, they're walking through this crypt, and she looks over and sees her own name uh, on one of the tombs in the crypt, and is like, "Eh, we gotta go." Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys ended up going to the right crypt. You opened yeah. it, you found the sun sword, or the hilt of the sun sword. The sun sword spoke to you. Uh, you had a conversation with it, and you were like, yes. With a gargoyle that I named Listerine. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> because a friend of ours kept saying gargoyle rather than gargoyle. Oh, so I, I think that was me. Like, oh, that was me. I, 
It, yeah, okay, it was you. And I, uh, there were two gargoyles, and I named them, uh, they were Crest and Listerine. Well, one of them is dead, but yeah. Crest is dead, Crest but is Listerine dead. lives. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm very curious on Saturday to figure out why my character is, uh... Well, I just want to finish the train of thought, that you picked up the Sun Sword, the Sun Sword turned on like a, like a lightsaber, uh, and then the, <laughs> and then the bells go off, the chime goes off because it's the time that Strahd will come and say hi to you and talk to you and entice you and yeah. Once an hour, once an hour, Strahd yeah. pops up like yeah. Y'all done yet? <laughs> Y'all done yet? <laughs> and uh, and, and you turn around and before Strahd can even pretend to say anything, he sees the sun sword. He points his finger at you and he casts fireball and that's where we end it. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you had to go eat. Because, you know, you, you still live with your folks and you guys have actual family dinner time. Yeah. Dylan had to go to work. And Brandon was just there for the ride. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brandon and I ended up talking for two hours afterwards. Yeah, I saw that. Cool. Yeah. I was going to join um, and I was like, you know what? No, it's fine. I need to do something. Else. But uh, Dylan was late to work because you left. And Dylan stayed and was like... What the hell just happened? Oh, I thought I, I thought he left. He left and then I left. He did. Oh, no, he he did. And, and then he came back. And for 10 minutes, like, he had gone to the bathroom and came back. And was like, wait a minute. I have to. What the hell? And then he left. And then you showed up. And then you left again. Yeah. And then we started. Uh, yeah, yeah. We had a whole conversation conversation about comics. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I fear for my life. Good. You should. As I always do when you are my DM. Yeah. Well, I'm a benevolent DM because I want story more than conflict. This is true. Yeah. Versus, and you balance them both very well. Thank you. I'll take that. That's a good compliment. Versus versus Scott, who wants conflict. <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus, please keep my character <laughs> I told you when I introduced the concept to you, he's a sadist DM. Yeah. I, I love him for it, yeah. but he's a sadist DM. Many different types of DMs. I can't wait to get Armor of Hexes. Basically, you know how I place hexes on enemies? Banked does. Mm -hmm. If the hexed person hits my AC, mm -hmm. and if I have hex on them, there's a 50% chance it won't hit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty big. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Anyways. Now, the only thing left is for me to write my Dishonored campaign, which I am 100% stuck on. By the way, I know how a good bit of how the system works. Yeah, no, we need to talk about it, but I, I want to come up with a story first. Yeah, that's a good idea. I've got, like, one thing I want you all to do. When I have one-shots, I normally come up with a place first, and then with a place I come up with... Oh, theme. I've got... No, I've got the place, I've got the time. I've got characters that I want to make, cameos... How about, like, motifs, right? You need themes. Yeah, I've got little tidbits of everything. I just had no idea how to stuff them all together. And that's always my problem. So what I'm saying is that with the themes and motifs, you come up with a ironic conflict that is poetic and makes sense, and then you create an enemy based after that. And then you create allies that will aid the protagonists who are the characters, and then from there you can induce conflict. Okay, that works. That works. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay, you need to go eat. Yep, I'm going to go yes. eat tacos. Ooh, tacos. No, I'm probably going to eat cereal. <laughs> tacos. Tacos. But also, I can cook. Well, I can cook too. I just don't have the energy to do so. I don't I have the ingredients to do so either. That's um, more of a problem, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Good night, everyone. Goodbye.
tomorrow, tomorrow. Good night, podcast. Yeah. Good night. I love welcome <laughs> to night. Or we could end this like a uh, uh, my favorite murder. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered. Bye. <laughs> Oh my god, anybody who listens to my favorite murders screaming right now, I'm so sorry. Okay, I have no idea. bye guys! Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribed, shared, and left a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. You can find more of his work on Twitter at John Blissart, that's at J-O-N-B-L-I-S-S-A-R-T. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident Mushroom Jin. Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, DeSombra. Find more about our various social medias by visiting our website, rfedpod.com. I mean, did anything actually record? I don't know. But, uh, we're gonna find out.